I'm recording. Hey, Erica. Hey, Corey. Corey. Your gums are looking a little rough there, pal. Hey, PC. What's up? Is Erica there? Yep. And there's AP Mike. AP Mike. Looking good with the Ayatollah over his right shoulder. So you know he's going to be his lucky day. Way far away again, Mike. <laughs> no, I think I'm just low energy, boy. I don't, I don't. It's sort of wiped out by my little uh, snow shoveling bit today. Oh, I'm getting worried about you, Mike. Right. Hey, there's a guy named Pat Walsh that wants to call me, but if I put him on, I'm putting everybody else on hold. That's good. Yeah, but how do I get? Oh, it'll be like old times. All right, here we go, <laughs> Pat Walsh. Pat Walsh? Yes. Okay, you sound better now. Um, okay. We're not part of the general call. Oh, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Brian's almost here. I've been thinking about him a lot. He was taking finals last time we saw him. That's right. Uh, oh, but he just fell off the edge of the earth. Hey, Mike. people are falling too. Mike, oh. I went to the live uh, sharpling thing in SF. Oh, yeah, how was it? It was really good. Um, Worcester talk, told the story about the first time you met him, and you were staring him down, and it was making him really uncomfortable as a prank. Yeah, that was, uh, I saw somebody posted about that. Did okay. he say he was weird, too, Corey? Yes. Okay. Because he said I was weird, Mike. And you were weird? Yeah. Uh, how'd you come up? Because Corey asked him if he had ever met me, and he said oh, yes. Oh. oh, okay. All right. No, 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 that's not what happened. Uh, oh. Someone in the audience asked if there's ever been an uncomfortable situation with a listener in that minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was unprompted. That's even better. <laughs> I didn't touch him inappropriately or anything. The Super Chunk Show down in Tampa. Right. I met Samir too. Uh, but um, yeah, Mike, you also got it. Like when you were brought up, you everyone applauded for you very, very loud. Oh, oh. I was there in spirit. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for your avatar to smile a little bit, but it didn't. And now it turned into PC Mike. So it's all very confusing. Why not add, add, add him in? You know, you got some new people. I'm trying. What happened? To, you said Pat was here. What happened to him? Uh, he's right over here. I don't know what he's doing now. Here we go. No? See what I... Oh, wait. <clears throat> I don't see him. No. I don't know, guys. Have you lost your touch? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> It's only been a few weeks, brother. Uh. It's like trying to, you know, you, I can figure out like the basic chords, but I don't remember the melody line or anything. Uh -huh. I just got the, I just got the outline. But anyway, so Mike, how's work? Eh, it's the same, you know. I mean, I, I was hoping yesterday I was gonna, you know, I was on the verge of calling. Oh no! <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> later at night, you know? Yeah. So I dragged myself in there, and then, you know, of course, it started snowing kind of heavily once I got there, you know? Mm -hmm. Sitting there going, wow, was this stupid or what, you know? But it, it kind of tapered off, and then it picked up again. Finally, you know, they decided to close the office early, so we we left at about two. And, uh, I mean, I had a fair, it was kind of hairy coming home. It was starting to come down pretty good by that point, and I'm on the uh, Turnpike Bridge, and I see some poor Daily News fan gets a flat. Oh, no. Middle of a snowstorm on a bridge. You know, I was like, wow, I feel bad for that guy. But, uh, no, I made it home, and we even had a 
pretty easy time finding parking is always a pain in the ass up here. Everybody was hunkering down, you know. I think a lot of people took yesterday off completely, you know. Didn't you guys get it relatively easy compared to what they thought it was going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't as bad as what they said, you know. But, you know, I, 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 it was a fair amount of snow. I had to dig my car out. I spent about two hours out there today. And I think tomorrow is going to get worse. I got, like, this lower back pain thing going now. You guys started training, man. I've been talking to you about this. <laughs> Stomach crunches, Michael. Come on. Yoga. I must have looked like a wreck. Somebody actually stopped as they were driving by and asked if they wanted to uh, do the work for me. Oh. The guy, the guy looked like he was about my age, which was kind of <laughs> insulting, so I said no. I saw a couple kids going by, and I should I should have asked them to do it. You know, I had most of it done by then. I, I was like, yeah, give these kids a few bucks. I didn't do it. Yeah, I I figured it out. <laughs> I had to click the the little phone. I didn't recognize what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said, uh, "What was it? Doug? It's what? Doug? Dougal Lamont? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I didn't recognize who that was. So that's yeah. About. No, but there's only three of them in the world. Yeah. Very few people recognize the Dougal Lamont. Yeah. Makes sense. But I uh, met him. He's real. Hey, I believe you. <laughs> Guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I see it. What do you want to know? <clears throat> and Corey had promised to send me an email, which never arrived. So I just. Yeah, we lost him. He's at work, Mike. He just pops in when he can. I said, like, like when the boss goes out of the okay. area, <laughs> then he comes in, chats so, real quick. It's sort of like me when I go on the internet at work now. <gasps> you do that? I have, to, I have to be very devious, you know. Oh my God, the mic with her? She's probably uh, got cameras on you. Ah, uh, she probably does, but she she goes on bathroom clock. She she goes on herself, you know. Oh, okay. But she breaks every rule she, she says, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, it's kind of like the church. The double standard, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not supposed to eat at my desk, and she's eating at her desk every day, practically. What she eat at her desk? Actually, she's into something I kind of like. I think she uh, she makes these uh, English muffins with, uh, and puts peanut butter on them. Ooh. Well, if I were you, if you go in her office and she has them there, just take one of the muffins. And smear a little peanut butter on it and eat it. And then she's going to have to act like it wasn't there because it's against the rules. She's such a weird... I, I can't figure out. We're, we're, we're leaving, you know. We both have taken the stairs that we're leaving early yesterday. For the storm. Yeah, and she's got this thing, and, and I've, I've observed it before, where she does, is this like am I not aware of some sort of thing like you're not supposed to follow a woman downstairs that you have to lead the way downstairs but anyway so I, I didn't know but I guess that would make sense if she fell is that Erica might know Erica is, is that stair etiquette <laughs> I don't know the stair etiquette in Florida we don't have a lot of stairs <laughs> anyway she always makes me go first so I go first and then you know I get down at the bottom and I'm holding the door for her and she makes this crack about, oh, I'm surprised you held the door. You know, it's like, well, you know, like I'm, I don't, I don't know how to behave somehow. I'm a uncivilized gorilla. Or something. I don't know. She's <laughs> just a weird person to get along with. Frederick, I got nothing on changing the name. I, All right. I found something here. I could, I, it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. I've been catching up on my street screeners. I got some really good bootlegs. I, I, I watched Birdland, not Birdland. Uh, Birdman. 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 Yeah, and, and you said it would be good if you like drummers. <laughs> oh, Drum Rename is one of my choices. The drumming was getting to me. It didn't get to you? Oh, no, I loved it. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. And then, I, like, I was... when they're going down and you could hear the drums and they start getting louder and louder. Suddenly, there's the drummer right there in the hallway. Yeah, he was there a couple times. Yeah, I know, but he just show up periodically. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of like his heart. 
Yeah, well, that was all composed. I'll give it another look. I mean, overall, you know, it was okay, you know. I didn't quite know what to do with the magic realism that came in, you know. I mean, did he jump at the end? Did he fly? Oh, uh, well. It's kind of left you hanging, right? Didn't change the name of my podcast. Yeah, but I didn't want. It. I hate Hollywood endings, though, Mike. Well, it was it was kind of a Hollywood ending. I mean, you know, it was kind of a happy ending, wasn't it? It could have been. It all depends on whether he. Uh... She's smiling, you know, and she's looking up. She's not looking down. <laughs> so... Well, I thought that she could be seeing like his spirit, and then he was finally free. Uh-huh. From the torture. Okay. Well, all right. It did not make it clear, but no, it, said, that's partially what I liked about it. Yeah, no, they left it open, but I don't know. It was all right. I saw in her advice, I got a... a <gasps> yeah, you said you were going to have to drive a long way to see it. You had to go in the city. Well, actually, I, 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 no, there's a place in Jersey I went, and it was, it was a big... Oh. It was a good little theater. How was the turnout? It was only like five people there. Oh. You know? I mean, it was the last night it was there, and uh, it was a Thursday night, and um, so I knew that, you know, it was was ending its run there. But actually, you know, a few days later, I got a a great screener from my uh, bootleg person. (laughs) I I watched it again. It's all right. I mean, there's some parts better than other parts. A great screener? Are those the things like Tom talks about getting? Well, he gets he gets real screeners, and I get what I call street screeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they are screeners. They're, you know, they, they make the bootlegs from somebody's screener. I mean, that's what it was. It even says, you know, this thing is watermarked, and somebody's going to get in trouble because it got out. But, uh, and you go ahead and get them anyway. Well, it's, you know, hey, it's five bucks, you know, it's a, a local person, you know, she's got to make, make money, right? Well, as long, as long as she doesn't get in trouble. Well, she hasn't gotten in trouble yet. Somebody did get in trouble, though. Yeah. So. Hey, guys. Hey, there he is. Hey, what's going on? How you holding up, Brian? Uh, so-so. I made it through the semester, did, did well. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly B pluses and one B minus. And well, that's making us proud. Yeah. And so, uh, how's the weather treating you? Not as bad as uh, I guess uh, people along the West Coast have it. Um, well, especially around Boston, we're doing. It's just really, really, really cold. What's that mean? Like minus fourteen? Uh, nah, it just feels like that sometimes. It's in the teens, but... Okay, okay. But there's just, like, this whole Arctic mass that's just, like, hanging right above our heads. I can feel it now. There's, like, no humidity. It smells like there's snow in the air. All the way down to Fort Powell. Man, talking with Doolittle about Canada, that place is cold, though. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah you had your uh, meeting with him, right? Yes. Yeah, we didn't meet in St. Pete, though. I went down to see him in Bradenton. Oh, yeah. Which was just, and then we ended up going over to Anna Maria Island later. But, yeah, we did find a, a uh, dive bar, though. Even oh, yeah? in the tourist place, yeah. Called the Main Street Pub. You know, yeah. the kind of place where I said, can I have a fat tire? And she says, we don't have fat tire. I said, well, what's that over there? She said, that's New Belgium. I said, yeah, fat tire, right? She said, no, it's a New Belgium. I said, would you get the bottle? She gets the bottle. She goes, oh, look, it says fat tire on it. And then they had a poster for Riverside Brewing. And I said, well, I'd like to try one of those. She said, we don't have any of those. I said, well, you got the poster up there. She said, yeah, it's old. <laughs> So I knew I was in a real dive bar, though. And then, that, but it was neat. And then we went over to a nicer place and had some stuff to eat. But while we're sitting out there, Mike, they had the space heaters and everything. It was like we we replicated the trip. 
And then I stopped and got a cup of coffee, just like our Starbucks adventure. And then we went to Anna Maria Island and met up with Dougal's wife. But he's a fun guy, and he gave me a couple of books, children's books that he had written. And I gave him a Have Gun Well Travel CD in my collection. Some disagreements, but overall, it was good. He looked more Australian. Disagreements? Yeah. What were you disagreeing about? Oh, he was telling stories that weren't true, and I had to correct him. Now <laughs> what? Whitey cursed. Whitey cursed? Yeah. What the? Oh, Toby Damp. I don't know either of them. Okay. But he, he was a little unnerved. Because I was very persistent. And his name is Larry Mullins, which also confused Dougal a great deal because he said, he's from you too? I said, no, there's more than one person with the name Larry Mullins. Unlike that guy played, that guy played the Swans, I think. Larry Mullins? No, yeah, well, yeah, Toby, Toby Dan. Yeah, I believe it. He's a good guy. He's a good drummer and very interesting. I liked him a lot. And Fabio had the guys from Einstrusen Nunbatten on last episode, too. And Clay, oh, man, was good. Clay Pigeon had some interesting interactions with him. He, he didn't think that was really a band. Their, their new album is like, a, like mostly like cover versions of World War I songs. No, it's excellent. It's, it's, it's one of the most creative albums I thought of 2014. And a little more musical than they usually are, too. Oh, yeah. Worked a little yeah, but they, they list their instruments for, like, each song, and one of the guys plays amplified crotch. Amplified what? Crotch. Oh! <laughs> like your, your pelvic carries. <laughs> oh, that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I guess it would depend on what you did with it, right? Yeah, they, they probably amplified and maybe he hit, hit himself with drumsticks. Yeah, I would think it would be percussive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we usually like the, this guy played the amplified coil, this guy played some like alligator clips, and this guy played the crotches on the song. Yeah. Well, I've heard that a, that a lot of clubs didn't like to have him back because they would like chainsaw the stage and stuff. I always found him quite conceptually interesting. But this most recent one was actually very musical. I was very interested. You ever heard of Mike? Yeah, a little too hard for me. Yeah, I gotta take a phone call. Be right back. All right. I hope you your boss. my car real quick, so I'll be back in a minute or two. We'll talk to you in a minute. So I saw Erica pop up a couple times, but I never heard her voice. Yeah, yeah, the, the dog Can you hear me? You were popping up, but you weren't talking. I love it. Yeah, I'm so too. happy it's back. Uh, you know, How about you, Pat? I, <laughs> I love it. Like, it's, it's strange. But I have to say I appreciate the fact so much that he's, like, shared so much of it, like, you know, with, with the audience. I, I, like, really appreciated that. Like, I, it meant he did that, you know, it's like... I agree. I agree. And I think that it, you share something like that with, with people, they're going to feel a connection to it. It's going to be deeper. And I think he's, he's doing it right. Yeah. You know? So I never, I would never ask him questions about his family. And so I just figured that's the way he, he wanted to conduct things. You know, so, yeah. And like, I feel like, a, like we're not just fans, but we're friends of Tom. Like, we're there. We're supportive. Well, I, mean, I, you know, I, yeah. hope he, I hope he knows that. No, no. I would mention his parents five times in 13 years, so it was something that he would talk, so. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, open about something that he clearly doesn't really want to talk about on the air. You know, it's just not the kind of show he does, you know. Uh, he's, he's actually, you know, a private person in general. So, I mean, I, you know, he, he, he talks about his parents even less than me off the air. We, you know, he generally just doesn't talk about personal stuff. 
you know, which is fine. You know, I kind of like respected his privacy, felt like, okay, you know, that's a private, he wants to be, you know, private about that, that's fine. So, yeah. So I never, you know, I would never ask him questions about his family. So I just figured that's the way he, he wanted to conduct things, you know, so. Right, we're not just fans, but we're friends of Tom. Yeah. Yeah, he, he understands that and appreciates that. But, you know, it's it's a fine line, you know? I mean, it's that's why he sort of does sort of try and hold some things private. He's better at doing that than I am, you know? I kind of do sort of talk more about my personal life and stuff like that. He's, he's more sort of strict and he sort of has his limits on things. Yeah, totally. But, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's a fine line because you know the people through the show, but you don't know them personally. And, and they're different in their personal life, and, you know, there is a difference. So you got to sort of respect that. On air is one thing, and then off air is another thing. So it's, it's kind of, you got to kind of respect that. Yeah, I, and I totally respect that in, like, silence. No, I, I, don't think, I don't think, you know, I mean, you can contact him. It's not like he's against any contact with fans or anything like that. Oh, you know, oh, oh no, I've, I've traded emails with him before. It's yeah. not about this specifically. Yeah. I just want to say that um, um, last year um, I went through some really bad stuff, and there were a couple of times that um, Tom reached out to me personally, and that meant a lot to me. And, I mean, I think that just shows just what a wonderful person he really is. So, you know, like, that meant a lot to me, and I appreciated it, and I respect him, and I love what he does. Even Gary the Squirrel? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Because <laughs> I, well, I think Gary is like you. the wrong side of town. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's dark, Tom. That's like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's some truth to that. that that's him uh, unfiltered, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gary are going to have it out soon. Yeah, oh, man. I want you to take his head off, Mike. I hate that. I, I, I think I have an angle where I can sort of address the <laughs> and uh, try and get uh, Tom to give up the sock that he can that he can, uh, Tom can speak to me directly without that sock. <laughs> <laughs> One time uh, when I was I was at my parents' house, you know, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, um, I was listening to I was listening to the best show. My parents have heard me talk endlessly about the best show. Um, my dad walked into, into the room, and Gary had just jumped in the studio. And he was so confused by what was going on. And I was like, oh, Gary's Plus a squirrel dad. I understand him half the time. I can't. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a squirrel puppet. He interviews comedians. Come on, what don't you understand about this? But... So that so that's most of my dad's experience with the best show is Gary the Squirrel. Yeah, well, we were getting a bunch of feedback one time, and I asked everybody to turn up their speakers, and they did. Just as, <laughs> just as Brian's dad walked in, and he said, "What are you listening?" To? <laughs> he said, "Oh, these are just my friends," and I was so disturbed. I thought I thought he was going to get kicked out of the house or something, but. Oh, he did kick you out then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and your internet friends, get out of here. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm glad, I'm glad Erica showed up, because she provided us with, like, the largest, like, one of the busiest nights in, in the chat, in the uh, Mike Skype chat with the special guests. Yeah, I'm yeah. still working on editing that. I, I did edit one small part out of that. That was going to be part of the next podcast. It's been tough, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The call of the of, of, of Skype thing was strong, too, though, because I kept saying, I wonder how so-and-so, like, when I talked to Dougal, it was, like, so great. It was like, oh, wait a minute. And I kept waiting to hear the other guys talking. To <laughs> but yeah, he's a good guy. He seemed very impressed with Florida. Although the part of town that I brought him to, he said, I've been here for a week and I didn't even know this part of the town existed. I don't know where he was going otherwise, but we brought him to all the good bars and restaurants and stuff. 
and you know the funky boutique shops and things like that. I didn't see any record stores. Oh. But, but this is real Florida, especially in Bradenton. It's real close to the water. It's kind of swampy. You can feel it. You can smell it. But I like that part of Florida. Hey, yeah, what's going on at Masses, Mike? Not a whole lot. Um, you show a movie still? You show him Birdman? No, Birdman isn't going to make it. Uh, <laughs> somebody gave me a, a street screener of Interstellar, and uh, I watched that, and I really disliked that movie. Um, I, yeah, I was surprised Tom was touched by it, but I guess Tom's in the, you know, I, I, I thought it was just kind of like all, it was a mess. You know, I, I didn't believe any of it. But, um... Well, what is it? Is it like trying to draw some sort of parallel between outer space and uh, uh, post-physical uh, existence? No, it's, it's an end-of-the-world scenario, and then, you know, they're trying to, uh, you know, NASA is undercover, if you can believe this, in the future. NASA is, is sort of a un under undercover group. Well, when they probably have to be if the religionists are in charge. Well, it's not implied that religionists are in charge. It's implied that there's like a giant uh, dust storm moving across uh, the United States and everybody's starving to death. Oh. So, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey is, uh, you know, this sort of uh, genius. Well, you can't get away from that guy. Yeah, and he, and he just keeps, to, to me, he's getting worse and worse. He, 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 he's, I don't know, did he always do this whispering thing? Where he thinks, he, like, when he speaks in a whisper, it's got more gravity. Did he um, smoke any cigarettes? No, he wasn't, yeah, he, he didn't have that going in this one. But, you know, he was doing the, the low talking, which is just, I just find an annoying tick now, because he seems to do it in everything now. But it, it's just, a, you know, they, they go out, they're exploring, you know, new worlds, and, of course, you know, there's all this mumbo-jumbo about time, you know, and wormholes. And uh, then, you know, they're in the future and then they're going back in time to try and contact his daughter. And it's just not believable at all. It's just, I didn't like it. Um, but anyway, I, I played Top Secret. I haven't played a couple movies. I haven't played movies at Masses for a while. You know, I mean, the group that comes in, they're all talking, you know, so they're not even really paying attention to the movie so much. What's Top Secret? Top Secret was, uh, you know, sort of a, a parody of uh, spy movies and uh, Elvis movies. Uh, the guys who did Airplane did it. The ones that did Airplane? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Zucker Brothers or whatever they're, those guys. It's got it's some laughs. Kilmer. And, and, yeah, Val Kilmer. Was that his first movie? I mean, he's very young in it, you know? Yeah, he wrote it. And, uh, you know, people were laughing at it. You know, it's got some gag humor in it and stuff. But then I'm getting people saying, what is this? You know, if they don't know it, generally, it's not going to go over well with them. I, I'm finding, you know, even though, oh, like I said. Oh, like people that only like cover bands. They don't like original artists. They yeah, don't know that song. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like that. You know, they're, they're, looking for, they're looking for something they're familiar with oh. that they can at least comment on. Uh, you know, they, somebody, you know, suggested The Longest Yard for Super Bowl Sunday, which makes sense. I, I'll show that. Mm -hmm. uh, technically, I'm not going to get to Super Bowl. I'll be off by 6, uh, six o'clock, you know. But I'm, I'll probably, we're going to get some food. We're going to have uh, a big, one of those big sandwiches. And uh, I'll hang out for a bit to watch some of the game, but I'm not going to stay for the whole game. I don't like that the Super Bowl is so late now, you know. I remember you It doesn't start until like 8 o'clock. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's that's like. And then it goes on for like three, four hours, right? With yeah, it's gonna be you know three hours, three and a half hours. What time did it used to be on? Like, when did it start in the early evening or? Yeah, well, no, it'd be on during the day. Some, some. Oh shit! That yeah. Well, okay. I so I kind of remember it. Yeah, like four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Sort of late afternoon, you know. But uh, now they keep pushing it. I guess they get the bigger ratings on the West Coast with later stars. Time, yeah, right. You think that's why the best show starts at nine, so they can play to the West Coast? Yeah, I, I never. I didn't ask Tom. I mean, I was pushing for eight o'clock. <laughs> well, I'm pushing too. Me too. I'll continue to. And PC <laughs> agrees with me. Particularly now that it can run long, you know, Mike. Yeah. But now that I'm getting up early, it, it doesn't make a difference to me because you know. 
I, I don't want to make it a late night every Tuesday, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, the movie's at masses, you know, it's... it's, it's, it's I thought I'd follow up for, I thought I'd follow up for the longest yard with deliverance. That might go over well. <laughs> uh, Burt Reynolds connection? Yeah, keep a Burt Reynolds theme going. Okay, good. And then you can give him Cannonball Run. <laughs> All right, yeah. Smoking the band. Man, look at that, Mike. You got him coming in. That's your way. That's your their way to go. They keep. They still keep asking for this one particular movie. I've never. I've never seen it. Let it ride. Have you guys ever heard of it? You mentioned uh, it before. Isn't it a gambler's movie? You said. Yeah, it's about. Horse racing, I believe. Racing. Jeff Goldblum's in it and somebody else I can't think of. I like Jeff Goldblum generally. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask Mike something? Please. Yeah. What did you think of Francesicon? Yeah, that was that's pretty funny. I mean, I didn't see any video clips or anything. I just saw what was on Twitter. I thought so, that yeah. was a joke. I didn't think that. Oh, was it was real. That's a real thing. Did he just and, go uh, there and sleep? And he was guilted into going because you know he's he, he does not have a sense of humor, and you know he used to put down the guy who uh, I think he even threatened the guy who was doing an impression of him. That's how the Twitter account he threatened to have that shut down. The right, yeah. Twitter account. He's such a. He's such a. Uh, does he do that stuff on the air when he threatens? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. He's like a tough guy. Yeah. For some, it's like he's really that bent out of shape, huh? Yeah. He he, he doesn't know how to take a joke. He he, he can't. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He can't take a joke. He doesn't joke about himself on the show. You know. He he takes himself very seriously. And that's actually what makes it sort of interesting to me is how, you know, something. You know. I do think, I mean, I like sports, but it's, it's, to me, it's just like sort of a, a nice distraction. I don't think it's really an important thing. I mean, it's, I, I think it's good for kids and, you know, to participate in sports. I'm not anti-sport, but uh, the seriousness that he takes it to me is funny, you know. And yeah. as I mentioned when, when I was talking to Tom about it, you know, he, I don't even think he it really realizes how ridiculous he sounds at times, you know, when he's, he's going on about these visions of scores that he has in his mind before the games, you know, predicting scores and stuff. Like, who gives a shit, you know? It's like, you know, it's, 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 it's such a stupid aspect of football, that, you know, this predicting of who's going to win, you know? And, and it is because of betting. is you know, so much gambling involved, you know? And, and Do you he's think so he can throw some numbers. Is he like the, the what's that guy's name, Kramer? He's so wrapped up in it, you know. I mean, every you know before you know the Sunday games, he will predict winners and stuff. Basically, he's feeding you know some tips to gamblers in his audience, essentially. You know, whether you know he's not you know he doesn't he doesn't win all the time, and he won't tell you that. You know, he doesn't. Well, he'll he'll give you where he's at if he's. You know, he's like 50-50 sometimes, I think. You know, it's not like he's, he's you know, this mastermind and, you know, he can pick football games. But uh, just the seriousness that he takes it is kind of ridiculous to me. And then the callers themselves, you know, are absurd. And, you know, he clamps down. I mean, people try to prank him, you know. And sometimes people get through it. And, and that's great when, when people can get through and prank him, you know. Uh, I, I think this... One time I was just driving around when I was out of work and I was listening to him and, and these guys were pranking him. It was like a group of guys sort of uh, got together and they were all making the, the most absurd, you know, uh, comments about the Yankees, what they should do to improve their team. And uh, it's, it's sort of had, had to do with bringing back zombie or something. It was like an absurd thing. But they, they were all saying the same thing. So you knew that they were in cahoots. And it was and it was pissing off Francesca. He was getting pissed off when two or three guys called her in a row saying the same dumb thing. Okay, so they weren't all on one call. It would be one no, guy no. after the other after the other. Yeah, they or, they organized. Oh, it. well, and that's good. And it was subtle, you know. So it wasn't like just somebody coming on and trying to curse because he's got a delay. And those guys never get through, you know. Right. 
but these guys sort of had a, they found a way to prank him in a sort of subtle way, you know, just to get him upset. Somebody's eating. Yeah. I think it's Justin Partridge. I had to put in my Girl Scout cookie order before. What did you yeah. order? Yeah. Dosey Dose? Which ones? Dosey Dose? Yeah, I did. I did order the Dosey Dose. I didn't know them by name. I only knew them by description. They used to be like elephant something or others when we were kids. Yeah. But and then I got the Thin Mints, of course. Yeah. So cookies have gotten kind of bad, though. What do you mean they've gotten bad? They're the same cookies. And they got no, palm oil I, in them, I too. think they're smaller, and there's just something not quite the same about them. Actually, you can get those cookies normally now. Keebler, Keebler makes them. Oh, really? They're yes. stealing the thunder from the Girl Scouts? No, they make the Girl oh, Scouts. they make them anyway? Okay, all right. Look so, palm oil, though, Mike. You might uh, not ever eat them again. Okay. What, Thin Mints? Yeah, what goes into them. All right. Very bad like for the environment. Yeah, it's like driving a diesel Hummer. I like the Samoa. <laughs> Me too. Mike, I have to compliment you last. And funny that friend, uh, Erica brought up your Francesa chat because I have to compliment you on your um, mentioning his rock, rot, and rule type rulings on things. I really enjoy how like the, the best show has gotten very self-referential in the last t- two weeks, really. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to listen to him to sort of know what an obsessive he is. I mean, he's an yeah. interesting personality. And then I, I, I read up on... Fascinating. I, I didn't know all his early history, you know, and basically that's how he got noticed. He, he was sort of a behind-the-scenes guy, and, and he was just like this whiz with information, you know? Oh, okay. All right, and so then, he does have like uh, a photographic memory with that kind of stuff? Yeah, particularly with... Uh, College football, the NFL, and um, college basketball. Those are like his three specialties. I mean, on, on the show, whenever, you know, you can hear him, he's just like miserable when somebody wants to talk about hockey because he, he knows very little about hockey. You know, he, he owns up to that. You know? He doesn't pretend that he's a hockey expert. But, you know, it's, it's obviously not his, his field of expertise. You forgot horse racing. Well, yeah, he's, he's into horse racing. He owns horses, I think, right? He used to. Yeah. With, with, with Bill Parcells, he used to, when they were friends. Yeah. And actually, he has a guy on for the big horse racing uh, races, the Triple Crown. And this guy has picked some winners. And I wish I, I had played some, some of his uh, horses. Not lately. I think it was last year. The guy, I think, may have picked two or three winners in the, in the Triple Crown, you know? I wish I played some, some of them, but... Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, but Francesca didn't pick them. I, I don't know who, what horses he I don't know that he, he really will go out and say he wants particular horses. But, which is weird because horse, horse racing is a dying, you know, that's a dying sport. You know? I mean, my father you know, worked at tracks. That's, that's what he did. He worked at the Free Fall Raceway and he worked at the Metal and he was doing both of them for many years because Meadowlands was at night and Freehold was during the day. He would work at Freehold and then drive up to the Meadowlands. Um, so, I mean, I was around tracks growing up and we'd go there and it was kind of exciting, you know. Uh, you know, maybe not, like, good for kids, but, <laughs> you know, we kind of... And we hit a trifecta one, one time. It was a low-paying trifecta, but it was exciting, you know. But, um... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, horse racing is sort of a depressing thing now, you know, I mean, it's, it's just uh, sort of dying out. Hey, we got a new guy. Is that Jason? Justin? Justin, yes. Hi. Yes, with the Dallas shirt on? Yes, sir. Okay, hello. You made it through. Hi, uh, I feel like I'm among royalty. I'm excited. Well, say hi to Mike. Calm down, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming too strong, I'm sorry. So you ever hear of a podcast called Whiskey and Cigarettes? Uh, no, actually. Well, PC, Mike, and I were on a, a fairly recent episode. Fantastic. It's Not on purpose. Yeah. He just took something off of my Frederick's Mind thing 
podcast and used it to interview a writer from The Daily Show and The Colbert Report, uh, Paul Mercurio, or something like that. Very close to so it. So they're cutting the legs out from under you? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's a podcast about podcasts, sort of. He uses okay. parts of old podcast of other podcasts where he gets ideas and then he uses the ideas to ask questions of his host. It's kind of a meta program. Yeah, I think so. I've only heard one episode so far. That was the one that PC and I were on. <clears throat> but that was the yeah. Our, our start turned. Yeah, well, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed that. But I don't know whether the rest of the show is any good, and I don't know who the three guys are. Josh, Josh, and Zach, I think their names were. But anyways, check it out. Episode 93 of Whiskey and Cigarettes. About 45 minutes in. Yeah. I must say, and I like The guys mumbled. He didn't mumble it. He said it outright, but he's like, yeah, this podcast is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but Frederick's like, that, I don't know the particular where they, like, say, like, what episode that um, thing of us talking came from. Me but that dude might have waded through a lot of shit to get to it, you know? Like, well, a lot of stuff, you mean. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, I didn't mean, like, literal garbage or anything. I just meant, like... No, right, no, right. It's, he's probably a regular listener, one of them. He very well, maybe, yeah. And he thought that whatever we were talking about at that moment was a good way to bring up more conversation. For his podcast. Yeah. See how incestuous this whole thing is getting, though? <laughs> I go to other podcasts to get ideas for my podcast. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, fine. Fine, what are we going to do? We're just, we're out there. But this he, is before the fall, isn't it? Like, it's, it's everybody yeah. taken from the same barrel, so now we just got to burn it down. You think? Burn it down? Oh, yeah, definitely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's way too many. Way, way too many podcasts. So, so there needs to be a big, big shake-up. And, and the strong I, will I, survive. I, and the rest will crumble. Definitely, yeah. We should, you throw them all in a Thunderdome and let them all compete for our attention. Wow. Oh, this could be something. <laughs> this would be like, like when there's a war in philosophy. To the outsiders, it looks like nothing's going on. Thank you guys for putting this on, by the way, before, before I get too before I get too into my suds to... Yeah, Epic, I saw your thing on the Friends of Tom board when I saw that there was no show today. Yeah. So that that's like... And literally as that happened, as I was looking at that, Fredericks called me. I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> like when the bat phone rings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had no idea that you had posted that either. Right? Yeah, he hadn't seen it. It was like crazy. I hadn't heard from Fred. I wanted to tell him about us being on whiskey and cigarettes, and that's why I called him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, something unrelated to, to tell me about. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing, I guess you're doing a show tonight with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> just, trying, just trying to slide it in. Frederick's the ultimate opportunist. I thought so Frederick, do you have any topics or what? Did I what? I thought... Did I what? <laughs> Frederick's just sneaking away to have a smoke. You're right, Mike. <laughs> I, can, I can always tell. I can always tell when you, you come running back. I think you can hear the door. Can you hear the hinges squeak? I don't hear the door. I don't use cigarette people. <laughs> you, can't, you can't go two or three hours without a cigarette. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, I made it all the way through Birdman. Was, yeah, really? Like, yeah. Congratulations. Oh, when you go to a movie, it's like torture for you? Well, you gotta sit there? no, it's not that bad. It's just kind of uncomfortable. It's sort of like having to go to the bathroom a little bit. Not, not like you're so going like, to die. But yeah, Actually, it sort of pulls on you a little and distracts from the movie. There, there was a funny moment when I was watching Birdman last night. It's got that Skype thing. There's a scene where Skype is in it, so you hear that sound. And I thought, 
I, I thought it was Fredericks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, what the hell is he doing to call him out? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, Mike, I have a, or actually, I think FAM, Mike, I have like a very unpopular opinion with Confess. Like, I saw Inherent Vice and I hated it. Like, I actually. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Like, I thought about walking out of a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. No, I, I, can, I can understand that. It's, you know, there's not a lot of action going on. And, and, you know, some of the scenes are just not that good. I, you know, I, I made a comment about the Martin Short. I mean, I thought Martin Short was really good in there, you know, and the movie really perked up then. It's but, short. Uh, Actually, I saw that you wrote that on Twitter, and I, I, I think I didn't think I really didn't realize I agreed with you. And I was like, oh yeah, that part was a godsend. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. I, it's yeah. a long, it's a long movie, and it, you know, it kind of go, it doesn't really go that anywhere. And it, you know, to me, it, it felt like a bit like uh, the Big Lebowski. It was kind of too similar to that. Had you Which I, the board, I, I, I heard other people say make that comparison as well, and I was like. Well, I hate Big Lebowski, too. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I'll disagree with you then. But did you read Inherent Vice before you saw it, Mike? Yeah, and and it's one of those books that is sort of, you know, it's like the movie. It's just kind of a a shaggy dog story. So it doesn't really add up to a lot. There's some, like, funny little riffs that he does, you know? But it's not like a, a, you know, it wasn't like one of his best books, you know? Yeah, well, that Colette Bancroft review I sent you, she said that she loved it, but she didn't know if you hadn't read the book, if it would make any sense at all. Do you guys... Yeah, think you, you know, you can follow it. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to find some missing people. That's essentially what the story is, you know? And, yeah, and there's like a tradition in like that. I guess if you would kind of like say that that would be like a, a noir type yeah, movie. Yeah. There's a tradition yeah. those being kind of incomprehensible. I mean that uh, Orson yeah. Welles did one, The Touch of Evil, that well, takes a sleep, lot of following. You know, you really sleep is often attention. cited. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that one's sleep. That's the other one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And even Actually, even Long Goodbye just has. Yeah, Even Long Goodbye just has a kind of like a basic skeleton of a story. Right. Really yeah. But um, do you think it'll it'll be one of those movies that if you see it the second time, it'll finally click, like people have said? No, I, I already watched it a second time, and right. Uh, just certain scenes are just bad. Like the, the scenes, uh, the the one scene that was really bad to me was the, the scene with the FBI agents, and they're picking their nose, and you know, it's just like it was just a bad scene, you know, it, it, you know. And I didn't, I didn't quite understand why, you know, the cop would beat, you know, the character up every once in a while, and, and you know, stuff. Some certain, certain things just didn't make any sense. I don't remember that from the book. The, the part that he ate the pot, I was like, okay, I'm ready. That was where I was like, I'm actually gonna bail now. But the, I, I had the impression. <laughs> no, I, I had the impression that there was only maybe 20 minutes left, so that's what kept me there. Yeah, but that part really ir- I don't know why that really irritated me. I didn't. I thought it was unfunny, you know. Yeah, it, and and I saw like there were only five other people in the theater with me when I saw it. And Did anyone leave? Uh, no, they didn't. They stayed to the end. But this one couple bolted. You know, literally they were, they were running for the exit as soon as like you know they saw the credits. <laughs> I mean, so you know they didn't enjoy it. You know. And I hated the sex scene too. That really, like, yeah, not like I was looking. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I wasn't looking for something that would titillate or anything. Um, you know what I mean? I just was just like, this is just. Yeah, I just thought it was bad. You know, yeah, it's a weird scene. Yeah. I wish I had more to add to this, but the nearest uh, theater that's playing in Paradise in my town is probably two hundred miles away in, in Austin. It's nowhere yeah. near here. That's, yeah. Oh wow. Well, contact. Oh, yeah, my I, I, I can burn you my uh, street screener. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, now, Abbott, you, you loved it, right? No, I did, actually, I didn't love it. I'm, I'm a, a big fan of tension. Okay. So it was That's great. Right, yeah, I know you are, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great to see one of the books become a movie, and I thought it was passable. But it wasn't nearly, it didn't capture the experience of a pension novel at all yeah because he's doing he does these like little riffs and you know that's what keeps you going you know uh it doesn't translate to the screen right 
Yeah. Can, can I ask a question? As somebody of you guys have both read it, could I mean, it was a very long movie. Could it have stood to be longer? Would that yes. help catch it? it yeah, have been longer. Longer? No. <laughs> I'm against I, I'm against long movies in general. I I'm not saying I am, but I was just like maybe that. No. No. it's not that important of a story. Okay, no, I, it's, it's a question. Yeah. It's a goof. It, it's not like a, a heavy book, you know. It's a goof. So yeah. you know, it's it, also the longer it goes, the harder it goes. It, the hard, comedies have to be short, you know. You can't have like a long comedy. I agree with that. I mean, that's something that those old timers got right. Is I mean, like a, a comedy would sometimes be seventy minutes, you know, like yeah. a, a feature comedy, you know. Yeah, ninety it's, tops. It's also weird seeing Paul Thomas Anderson do genre pictures to me for some reason. Like I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it rings false or anything. I'm sure, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I'll probably really enjoy it when I see it. But it's odd seeing him throw himself into this naked of a genre picture. Does that well, make sense? I'll say this: I've always had problems with the way he ends movies. You know, at least this one I thought at least ended okay. <laughs> it wasn't an awkward ending where I, I I came out of the theater like why did he fuck it up at the end you know in the middle of the scene he just like, that's the camera yeah like I mean I I really love there there will be blood and then that stupid bowling scene you know I was like what <laughs> why is this on this thing you know why did why did he ruin the movie same with Magnolia with the frogs you know it's it, you know I don't know what he's going for sometimes that he's trying to make a big statement at the end and. To me, it's like it rings false. You know, it's it's, it's just like, just cut a check so we can get back to the theater. Yeah, I saw it. Mind either of those endings, but I see what you're saying. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say I didn't mind them, but I also didn't love them. You know what I mean? Like, I think I love the frogs a little bit more than I like the bowling alley scene. Yeah, but I saw your comments regarding Pynchon, and yeah, yeah, the guy who I thought it was isn't the guy. Uh, no. And now I'll have to go back and look in that scene. Where did you see where they, they think he's in a reflection? Uh, it was uh, this dude on Twitter. Eric. I can't remember his handle, but he uh, pointed it out to me. Uh-huh. And I, uh, I saw it. There is, I'll Google it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But, so it's uh, funny. When I, when I first saw the trailer... I said there, there was like the the scene where they're eating pizza. It's 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 a scene after the scene you're talking about where they're in that house. Yeah, yeah. And they're eating pizza, and it looks like you know the uh, the disciples. You know? Yep. Uh, I thought he'd be that twice that segment that you mentioned. I thought I thought he'd be in that scene, you know. Right. And you thought he was a white-haired guy, right? No, no. I thought it was uh, some guy. He's just sort of in the background during that scene, you know. But I, I can't find the article. There was an article online where uh, this guy was literally stalking him, you know, and, and he took his picture, you know. And it, it's, I thought it resembled the character in, in you know, the initial thought it, you know, was in the, in the movie. He sort of looks like that, you know. Uh, but I, I, I can't find that article now. Um, Maybe you'll have better luck. Do a search for, you know, maybe pension photos or something like that. It's just going to come up with a Simpsons character. Yeah. Sometimes that's just, it is annoying when an, uh, an article that you know that you've read and you would have no problem locating and just like, shit, this isn't online anymore. Like, that's happened to me before, you know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think anything was supposed to go away. It's yeah, like, like it just seems like... My soundboard it, it disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's right. You've said that before. Yeah, yeah that, I still can't yeah. believe it. Just like you're just like, oh, that'll always be there. And then like sometimes, you, as soon as a week later, you go back and like, what? This is gone. Yeah. Now, Mike, do you, wow. the <laughs> one thing that disappeared from the internet is what's that guy who wrote White Noise? Angelillo. Yeah, he wrote an article about that movie that uh, you watched at my suggestion that was filmed in Scranton. Uh, Wanda. Oh, okay. And yep. it's like that. It just, that thing was like I read that, thought it was the article he wrote. Like he just wrote like a little appreciation of the movie or whatever. I thought it was kind of interesting. Oh. And then I wanted to, I was I was telling somebody about it, and I'm like, oh, let me I'll show it to you. And then and it was just like, oh, it's gone. Now it's since reappeared, you know. But it was for a while. It was like 
impossible to find. Send me that link. That sounds yeah. interesting. Uh, okay. I will do that. <coughs> Here we go. Here we go. Did you guys see Worcester's interaction with American Airlines? No. On Twitter? Oh, no. no. When? Yeah, he put, I can't let this go undocumented. Overheard in SFO, which must be San Francisco something airport, at American Air Lounge. Hey, to me, Executive Platinum is a badge of dishonor. <laughs> and then American, American Airlines wrote back to John Worcester and said, this concerns us, John. Please, DM us with more details. And he wrote back, oh, don't worry, just some dumb windbag who looks like a disgraced record label executive. <laughs> uh, oh. someone, threw, someone threw a possible pension cameo uh, from Aaron Bikes. There he is yeah. with the glasses. Uh, yeah. And the mustache. Uh, oh, that's yeah. not, that, that's the main character. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, uh, the guy oh, in, in the window. window. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. what I thought when I first clicked that. I was like, huh? <laughs> Just like, this is Owen Wilson. You can uh, see eight panes of glass. It's the top left one. Oh. Working out there like Barnabas Collins. I thought, he was the, I thought he was the guy eating soup when he That's goes... That's what Mike said, but that was no, just no. wrong. Ep Epic uh, proves that. Yeah, and actually, you can go to the IMDB site, and yeah, that Charlie Morgan guy is listed there, so... I think oh. that could be Pinchon right there, and that would that would make sense that he would be not... Uh, he would only be seen in a reflection in the cameo, and not... Yeah, I didn't think it would just be him standing on a street corner in right. an establishing shot or something. Or, or like uh, Alfred Hitchcock stepping out of a bus or something. Exactly. Now, is the is that super long tracking shot that he was uh, promoting in the in the lead-up to the movie, is that in it, too? Because I know he, he had done some article, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Empire or something like that, and he was talking about how he had laid... Yeah, dude, I, that was, who's he? Who's he? Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's something that really puzzled me. Is like I was expecting to see this grandiose thing, and I went through the whole movie, and I I didn't go in thinking about it. Like, oh, I can't wait to see that long tracking shot. But mm -hmm. you know, when I was kind of driving home from the movie, I went by myself on a Sunday morning. You know, so it wasn't there was no <laughs> distraction. I mean, I, I had five. It's the best time to see movies. I love those really cool. Yeah. By yourself on Sunday mornings, the best way to see a movie. It's like you pay, you pay, where the Cinemark by me, it's like less. If you get in there before noon, and this thing was like at like 11.45, so it was like a $5 movie, and I, like, the odds are you're going to have a private screen, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. but I was driving home from it, and I was thinking to myself, like, it was just running, I was running parts of it through my head, and I was like, well, wait a minute, like, where yeah, the hell is that like, great tracking shot? Like, four people came in, you know? Because mm -hmm. I remember, I, like I said, I don't remember where I read it, but it was just a picture of him laying this, this insane track. No, you're, you're right. Yeah, I mean, that that, that, that was sort of, like one of one of the ways it was teased. Yeah, that, That's one of the things that always I kind of uh, uh, obsess over in Paul Thomas Anderson movies is his nutty tracking shots, so I was excited about this one. I'm disappointed to see that it's not, it didn't make an impact on this doesn't, Yeah, this movie, this one doesn't really have, like, any of his touchstone, you know, qualities in it, any of the things you go to expect. Right. Except, I guess, maybe Joaquin Phoenix at this point in a kind of like an ensemble cast, you know? And his wife, yeah. His wife is in it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it disappoints me that, that you guys didn't really dig it as much as you did. Well, hey, I mean, I, I, one of the things is, I, like I said, I, don't, I didn't care at all for... Um, Big Lebowski. Yeah, and I mean, I might be wrong in it. That's like my whole thing. <laughs> Wrong. Like it could be, I might be the ingredient to this that's not working, you know, or who this is. <laughs> my friends yeah. like it. Two of my friends liked it, you know. Hey, and I, I've been quiet about this. I really liked it. And I, and I plan on going to see it a second time.
probably tomorrow or Thursday. Wow. I'm still excited to know. see it. Yeah, I mean, so because Paul Thomas Anderson is one of those guys that I always try to support in theaters, no matter what. Uh, yeah. I, I made my wife suffer through the master, and she still still needles me about that. But I, I, was on, I saw that on video, like on, on DVD, and I was like sad, literally sad that I didn't go to see that in the theater. We, like, saw, we saw it in theaters, and it looked, it looked absolutely gorgeous, but like the funniest thing about it was that there was, there was an older couple that was sitting on the same row next to a, a couple of seats away from us, and the, the pure disdain radiating off of them throughout the entire movie was just it just the thickest richest uh, it was because we just kept looking over at them and my wife who was pregnant at the time was was kind of shifting around she was very uncomfortable but she just kept elbowing me in the ribs and pointing over to this older couple and just they're 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 meandering as it meandering as it meandering oh damn it